0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. Today is Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020. I'm Bill Woodcock.
1: And I'm Jason Booms,
0: And we are both enjoying the first full day of fall. Um, Pumpkin spice everything, everybody. Uh, But we have more. Jason, by the way, what is your favorite pumpkin spice product?
1: You know, I honestly can't say that I have one. Um, you know, I tend to stick with the vanilla lattes. You know, um, you know Starbucks does them well. And, uh, and the better thing is I can see all sorts of, uh, you know, famous and powerful people hanging outside strategizing Starbucks all day. So that's a lot of fun.
0: Ooh, I, oh, I, I, I want to say do tell, but our time is limited. <laughs> My surprise, I was surprised that, you know, having been the garnerer of sponsors for this program for many months now, I'm surprised you did not list our sponsor, Pumpkin Salt. <laughs> oh, and, that must be brand new. What's their deal? Well, Pumpkin Salt. So from the makers of Pine Salt, it is your pumpkin for cleaner for the autumn holidays.
1: you
0: know indigenous people's day or your columbus day your veterans day your bruce springsteen's birthday (laughs) all of those
1: i mean and the good news is you can can spread that anywhere and you
0: can and you can have your entire house smelling pumpkin fresh in
1: minutes is it also a dessert topping
0: uh it, it uh it's actually a dessert beverage <laughs> so you, you, you could actually uh drink it uh warm it up put some whipped cream on it and it will uh warm your insides
1: <laughs> Mm-mm, pumpkin
0: saw uh, try some today <laughs> Anyway, we, we have many more important things to talk about as, as we practice levity while, uh, <laughs> while the universe burns. Um, Jason, the, the big news of today is the uh, decision or lack thereof, I, I shouldn't say that, it was a decision, it was just a crappy decision, and the Breonna Taylor uh, murder case. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly what it was. Uh, and as as we all know now, uh, at the end of the day, the uh, state's attorney and the attorney general of uh, of uh, Kentucky decided not to charge any of the three police officers in anything related to the actual death of Brianna Taylor, and in fact, only one of the officers was charged with three counts of, uh, essentially, what boils down to reckless shooting. Uh,
1: endangerment.
0: Yes, which would essentially be, as I understand it, the same crime as if I drove into a random field in in Kentucky, uh, got out of my car, pulled out a gun, and took three shots in any random direction because theoretically I could hit somebody and kill them even though I didn't see anyone. Uh, and so that, that is the same level of crime. Um, Louisville is, is ripe with protests this evening. I understand that there's a lot expected uh, throughout the South this evening. I, I frankly wouldn't be surprised to see protests expand um, nationwide over the next day or so. I know that you have been closing this very podcast a lot and have been noting a lot on your social media about the number of days since Rihanna Taylor was murdered, still no charges, day 194, and now this happens. Please tell me what your, what your thoughts are about this.
1: Well, uh, I'm not sure if it's just a combination of being this age and, and just naturally jaded, Uh, It wasn't a surprise that fact that only one in three of the officers were criminally charged, Um, you know, class D felony. I think it was three counts. Each carries a maximum of five years in prison, $15,000 bail, which is nothing. It's just, there, there's, there's, there's no real penalty. There's no real, uh, um, (laughs) There's no real enforcement of the law if if someone can get away with murdering someone and there's no punishment behind it. I mean, and and now it'll go to trial and and, and who knows how this case will be uh, handled, if it'll be settled for a much lesser amount or maybe even no jail time. I mean, there's no justice here. There's simply no justice. And, uh, and and so it's just that's another just another tragedy in America, apparently that, um, you know, if we're if, if this is what we're if this is what we're left with and, and people wonder why there's a Black Lives Matter movement. They wonder why there's protests occurring. It's for exactly these reasons, which are self-evident and widely reported. So, uh, you know, and people don't get that at this point uh, that you, there's no way of reaching them. So uh, frustrated, angered, yeah, that's all there.
0: You said something that was very interesting at the outset, which is, I guess it's this age I'm in. Mm -hmm. And I guess you're right. I mean, we're several years apart, uh, but late forties, early fifties. And I can tell you, I saw this coming from a mile away. And when the settlement was announced uh, for $12 million for the family and you know, plus we promised that we're going to do all these things to educate our, our police. And we promise that we're going to have these initiatives, uh, you know, things that did not have measurables, metrics, goals, milestones, anything. Um, I, I thought to myself and I told people the fix was in, And this and something like this was going to happen. Even that being said, I thought that, you know, I thought that even then, all three of these officers would be up on what equates to a manslaughter charge, you know, which is, you know, negligent, you know, which for the lay person out there, other lay people like us, are are negligent or, um, you know, uh, accidental uh, Mm -hmm. deaths. Mm -hmm. um but to go not a
1: class not a class d felony
0: (laughs) right yeah to go where this is i mean this was like the i mean a felony is not good but this is basically weakest possible felony ever uh this is just doing something you're not supposed to do with something that could hurt somebody really badly or kill them Mm-hmm. And to watch the uh, Attorney General of Kentucky's, um, who I mentioned was a featured speaker during the Republican National Convention, um, but to watch his press conference later that afternoon was just to watch an exercise in, 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 in denial at the very least, and if not a criminal enterprise in itself. Given the particulars of that case, given the calibers of the bullets that were used, given the size of the space in which the bullets were fired, I find it hard to believe that any modern day police department could not detect the ballistics to figure out exactly whose bullets went where in Brianna Taylor and which one was the fatal shot of the six that killed her. Uh, not to mention whose bullets went everywhere else. I believe there was something like 47 bullet f- shots that were fired from the police officers' guns. Uh, but yet there's there's not good ballistics. There's no ballistics that can tell that. Um, you know, the service that were given to the you know, we understand that this is a topic of national importance, and so we ask everybody to under, to understand that this was the decision that was made and to support the decision. My word, it sounded like it, it sounded like the uh, it sounded like what, what, what came out of people's mouths 25 years ago uh, in the O.J Simpson murder trial. Um, you know, lip service, um, you know, the, 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 the language about, you know, moving forward from this and, you know, we need, you know, there was, it was very plastic. There was no remorse. Um, there was no kicking the can you know there was no I'm pissed off about this but due to the laws of the state this or the commonwealth this is what we have to do there was very little compassion i mean the compassion was was read off of a cue card mm-hmm. and to your point this is why people protest this is why people get angry this is why people get active this is why people you know, are doing what they feel like they have to do to, to get their voices heard because the systems have completely let them down. And
1: how much longer can we ask people to be understanding when they're getting killed? I mean, I, I, Cameron's, yeah, Cameron's statements ran hollow. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, him, uh, you know, receiving a measure of justice at some point in time in his career. Uh, for, uh, for his role in all this. Um, I just don't understand why it's impossible to demilitarize the police, both in terms of the equipment that they carry with them as well as the mentality they carry with them. Uh, I, I just don't understand why they feel the need to constantly you know, barge into such situations and to take actions that they full well know can lead to the death of innocent individuals. Uh, but but there you have it, and and now we have another case where you know we're asked for patience and understanding and reflection and calm. Uh, why? <laughs> why? Why is that necessary now? Um, and how much longer will this ask continue? So I, it, it's it, it's disgusting, and uh, and um, it's definitely a call to action, and and hopefully um, just you know turning to electoral matters as we do. Uh, people will, will will think about this and what kind of government they want to have. Um, you know who they want uh, our, how they want our values reflected in the laws that we, uh, we we pass and live by, and and the actions of our law enforcement agencies. Um, you know are they out of control? They're not out of control. Uh, and um, if you look at it from that framework, you know hopefully people will make the right decisions.
0: The 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 American political right or at least I should say rank and file members of the right appear to be insanely gullible. This may be, that may have been an understatement, but you know, today I wound up completely unrelated point. I wound up having to disavow people of the belief that Halloween is canceled because there seems to have been a little social media uprise today that people thought, Halloween was canceled by, I don't know, Dr. Fauci, the deep state liberals. I don't know. But Halloween was canceled. So I had to tell people, no, Halloween is still on. And just by the way, on. I'm sorry, but shouldn't these folks hate Halloween? They, they should hate Halloween <laughs> because it's a friggin' pagan godless holiday or observance.
1: Yes, with butterfingers. But, they would hate that.
0: But they well, maybe it's the moon pies. <laughs> so so you know, so you have to disavow them of this. And then you also have to disavow them of this thing more relevant to our discussion. That that the 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 plight and the lack of privilege that people of color feel in this country is not that far off than that felt by the working class white person. It truly is not. There are differences, and I would say that any person of, you know, the people of color obviously have it worse in this country. But there are a lot of working class white people who are the same people who are showing up at the rallies without masks saying the government is doing me you know government sucks the government is this the government is that and they're 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 praising the same person who complete who has the shoe on their throat it is an it is absolute insanity and I think what starts to bring back the cities is when the Black Lives Matter movement starts to become more of a rainbow-based movement. I mean, it has been awesome in the, in the, in the uh, protests in May and in June and July, and even with what we've seen up to this day in Portland. That there are people of all shades who are involved in this. It's not a black-only movement or a brown-only movement. But but when these you know, but when more of these people, when more of these poor whites in these cities, in a Louisville, in a Minneapolis, in a Baltimore, when they realize that. They are subject to the same economic discrimination, Um, not to the same extent, but it's a lot. And when they are subject to the same being outcast, not to the same extent, but it's a lot. Um, You know, then I think we'll finally break through. I don't know if the second civil war comes before that breakthrough or not.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm a huge fan as anyone of combining uh, class struggle with various uh, identity struggles. Um, You know, I've seen some of that before, like you had that movement in Chicago, literally the the Rainbow Coalition sort of coalesced around the same time where you had um, the Black Panthers, you had, I want to say, the Young Lords, or the uh, that I think were a, a Latino-focused organization, and then you had, I want to say, the Young Patriots, that were a white group. You know, that said, hey, let's you know sort of combine our efforts and really work to organize our respective communities. And uh, and of course, you know, the federal government did what they did to uh, uh, to you know break down those relationships as quickly as humanly possible. Uh, I just don't know. I mean, and. To your point regarding gullibility, or it's, or, or that, it's, it's, a, it's a case of putting race first. I'll give you an example. My stepdad, who's not going to watch this show, so I feel pretty good about speaking candidly here, was a complete asshole. Uh, never made that much, completely blue collar, you know, maybe in a couple good years, he made a little over 30, maybe. Um, so, you know, um, working class grunt. He would never do anything that would uh, indicate allyship uh, with anyone—black, uh, brown, indigenous peoples. He, everything was through the prism of race, and for that reason, he just—he just—he uh, just, you know, couldn't operate according to, uh, you know, um, non-racist principles. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, its going to be amazing when the technology improves as it does. Uh, you'll see more deep fakes, more uh, more ability of uh, conservative elites to get their message out to varying populations that are that will listen to it, think it's authentic, and, and buy into it, which is going to be uh, very painful and potentially extremely destructive. Yeah, I,
0: I, I'm afraid that you're right. I'm afraid that you're right. I mean, I guess, I mean, for tonight, um, I mean, the only thing I guess I can hope for is I can pray for for peaceful protests uh, this evening and the next few evenings. I, I already know that some folks were hauled away in, uh, in in Louisville. And it seemed like a few people got roughed up. Not exactly sure what's happened there. But um, hopefully, you know, and again, yeah, to your point about it being a little bit electoral, um, you know, there seems to be an overwhelming support of a right to protest, but a right to violently protest, uh, not so much. Of course, the president jumped on this, and now his idea of peaceful protest is sitting in, the, uh, sitting in the clubhouse of one of his New Jersey golf club, you know, talking to a bunch of Skip and Larrys. Um, but but um, you know for for people who are out there protesting, I certainly hope that they march strong and march proudly. Um, but but think before they they raise their hand on another person or on a piece of property.
1: And I and I will say this. Um, Definitely bear in mind what the uh, local statutes are <laughs> um, regarding anything that has to do with peaceful assembly or uh, even carrying uh, certain devices. Um, you know, I, I you know I know for example some people like to carry uh, pocket knives with them if they're above a certain length. Uh, that could land you in a in, in a serious situation. Uh, and of course, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say a lot of the violence that we're seeing is is coming uh, from the police. Or uh, affiliated agencies, um, you know. Like I was telling some folks earlier, um, you know, with Antifa, maybe you know, uh, with folks uh, from that mindset, you know, okay, maybe an exuberant protester, you know, knocks down a garbage can, uh, but the real violence is being perpetrated uh, by those that are, you know, in in essentially paramilitary formations, and those are the folks you really need to look out after and and to seek out guidance on uh, appropriate, uh, you know, or just ways to avoid trouble from them.
0: Which leads us into a very appropriate segue into our second and other topic of the evening. And I do want to spend about 10 minutes bringing this up. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we we have to cast our gaze back to good old fact, good old Howard County um, (laughs) as um, Monday evening, uh, the Howard County Council took up legislation, I believe it's called CB fifty one twenty twenty, which would uh, end the uh, county's uh, uh, which would call for the end rather of the county's contract with ICE, uh, which I believe gets it somewhere in the neighborhood of about two million a year. Um, you know, I and and. Uh, as I was reading through uh again various social media, uh amazing that I gained things from social media today. Uh I, I learned of, of various uh notable Howard County progressive commentators who were uh queried about their opinion on, on CB51. And uh, I saw your handle listed, <laughs> Mr. Booms, amongst others. Um, you know, so so um I, I believe we have talked about this before, so so dare I say the commenter does not follow at least this fair podcast, which is clearly their cultural loss. But uh, what are you making of the of the current issue with ice? Because this has been a this has been percolating around good old Howard County for really about four years now. <laughs>
1: Well, you know I just want to step back in one thing because the thing that bothered me the most about well there's, there are many things that bother me about <laughs> this immigration issue, this this bill, um, how it sort of came into being. Um, it was the progressive progressives wanted to tear into each other over this <laughs> regarding you know who's the proper progressive and who is allied with who. I mean and, and that may just be just a just just a fact of how the party operates. Um, yeah, I just look back upon or, or with amazement um, at how the Republicans would really keep their folks in line so extraordinarily well, even during times of crisis. You know, case, I'm going national level for a quick second. I mean, you would, uh, uh, you would see um, you know, Paul Wyrick uh, arguing that you know, he had gathering with the social conservatives all around the table. You had Grover Norquist with all the economic conservatives around the table. And no matter what was going on, they were on the same wavelength. Is is a Speaker Gingrich about to get bounced? All right, fine. We got plans for the next. Moving on, and it was very efficient. Um, whereas the Democrats, well, let's just tear into each other for a while. Let's have a melee. Um, so that was disconcerting. And I, I think the biggest thing about it, and, and but some of the people were right in terms of how they viewed this bill. Um, you know, I. I I want to abolish ICE. Uh, I'm not thrilled at something that is limited as this bill is. If I were on the the council, would I vote for it as perhaps a step in the right direction as opposed to an alternative? Maybe. But I I do look at the language of that. And really the the actionable language is like the very tail end. It's a couple sentences. And I'm wondering, you know, I'm not a lawyer. You know, I do watch a lot lot of law and order, criminal intent. But, uh, you know, the... uh, I, it seems like there's loopholes to this particular uh, council bill where they could get around it and find ways to keep people incarcerated. So I'm, I'm not really thrilled by it. I, I don't consider it to be really that progressive a piece of legislation. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, I, I, I think I, I, I am vexed. <laughs> and vexed because with two different administrations, one of each party – 10 different council members, Mm -hmm. uh, because the council, the Howard County Council, completely turned over due to the 2018 elections. However, there is still organizational memory there in the form of uh, the county executive and and others. Mm -hmm. Um, that this is the best we can do, Mm -hmm. and that essentially this gets down to. What was very disturbing to me was that this was getting down to an issue about two million dollars in the Howard County budget, uh, as opposed to the human toll, and as opposed to making a statement for what we are as a community. Um, you know, I, I I think there's maybe a little bit too listening, too much listening. To the nut jobs on social media, Facebook and Twitter, who have just shown up since March. They're angry for whatever reason. Crap, I saw a guy who was laying into the county government today because Money Magazine only made Howard County the fifth best place in the country to live. A few years ago, we were first. Well, asshole, did you ever maybe think that you might be part of the reason (laughs) That's what I felt like saying, but I didn't say because I didn't need, I didn't need a fight today. Um, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's disappoint It's another in a long string of disappointing things I have seen produced in Howard County over about the last 18 months. And I wish I could put a finger on it. um, Failing that, I'm about to put two fingers on it, which is that to say both sides, in their own special way, suck,
1: <laughs> and
0: kind of start. I'm kind of at the point of starting to have enough of it.
1: No, I, I, I definitely know what you mean, because it seems like anywhere you turn, someone who should be a friend is disappointing you for reasons that <laughs> are, are, are poorly grounded in any sort of philosophy. Well, well, it's,
0: here we go, talking about what we talk, what we don't talk about when we're recording, boys and girls. <laughs> uh, there's a certain word that have been used in conversations about how business is done in Howard County. And that word is transaction. Uh, and and, the tra- and that, that manner of doing business does not bode well in terms of having a guiding philosophy, a guiding North Star, a set of principles. You know, it is a method of doing business which gets you the most Facebook likes, uh, which makes you popular uh, which brings the listeners, viewers, readers to your blog, podcast thing that you do. You know, in, you know, including this one. You know, we're we're part of it, um, and 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 you have to act and behave in the public sphere with principle. You know, which I would like to think we do with the thing that we do. I think many, many others do and the things that they do. But I also think that we have a critical mass of enough people in the wrong places who all they are about is making political points or making some bucks uh, for somebody they may or may not represent or blocking somebody from getting what they want that um the concept of doing good public service by the for the majority of people in this community go out the wall go goes out the window
1: yeah Yeah. i agree and it's it's sad because with this turnover you know i I guess i thought i'd see more harmonious relations and and better policy (laughs) making as you know flowing from that but not really
0: I mean, I mean, we've had we've had two of the council members on as guests, Uh, you know, invites have gone out to the other three. Uh, You know, I, I think it's just safe to say, ladies and gentlemen, step up your game, because this is not helpful. And this is not what people have come to expect. And if we want to keep you know, if we want to keep the, you know, if we want the Howard County Council to become what the Howard County Board of Education is becoming, <laughs> uh, the people who are in there now need to step it up. 14 members of the Board of Education have turned over, over the past, no, 11, 11. I'm sorry, my fault, 11 in those seven seats over the past three elections. Mm. And, and it's chaos. And you can't maintain governing principles if you keep rotating the, 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 the people who see, sit their butts in the seats. Mm-hmm. And we see what sort of an effect it's having in the schools. It's a downward spiral. And if we want that in Howard County government, well, county council, keep doing what you do, and you're going to get what you get.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so brass tacks, how many, uh, how many council members are going to get primary next time? Where, 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 where's the money on that? <laughs> I'm not counting district five, but I'll say at least two would be primary.
0: <laughs> uh, not counting five?
1: Not counting district five.:
0: I'll say it right now, one, two and four.
1: One, two and four? Okay. One two and
0: Also remember, lines have to be drawn. Yeah, yeah. for districts, and I think that may embolden some folks. A good point. <laughs> so speaking of the Howard County Council, haven't we done well with our segues tonight? <laughs> We're what, on point. Rust. <laughs> uh, but we are going to have on our next show a member of the Howard County Charter Review Commission. Uh, he is a person known to both of us and is a um, dear ally, and uh, shall we say interesting character, uh, always a lively conversation whenever Dr. James Howard joins us on the program, which mm-hmm. is, I can say because he has actually never been on this program. Uh, mm-hmm. Surprising to say it is James Howard's debut performance on, on Forward Maryland, and you will be able to listen to him come Sunday.
1: I mean, this is going to be just a great show. I mean, we're going to hear about his trips to Mars, vampiric tendencies. I mean, there's just so much ground to cover when he's going to be here.
0: Um, Well, uh, this is true. This (laughs) is true. Also, uh, his work with the Maryland Defense Force, uh, doing uh, COVID-19 testing on National Guardsmen. Um, his uh, work that he's done, at, uh, along with, amongst other people, myself, uh, on election security and uh, flood management. Uh, he is literally a treasure trove of information. So uh, the first of what I would believe would be more than one conversation with Dr. Howard tomorrow evening. Uh, we are getting towards our pumpkin stall hour Jason, do you have anything in closing?
1: Uh, no, just uh, be careful everyone uh, tonight and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this case evolves and hopefully at some point there'll be justice for Brianna Taylor and others.
0: Rest in peace, Justice Ginsburg. Uh, a lot has happened since we've last been on. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, please follow us on our YouTube channel, Forward Maryland, all one word. And uh, like us on Facebook at Forward Maryland. So for Jason, I'm Bill. You've been watching or listening to Forward Maryland. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Bye now. Okay. I think we're done.
1: Just want to make sure.
0: Oh.